All right. How's it going, everybody? My name is Tommy Birch. Welcome back to Tsunami Talk. I'm here with a special guest today, breakout Moorhead star tight end, a dual threat, former AAF and XFL player, Jake Sutherland. How you doing, man? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm all right, man. It's nice to talk to you. You know. Oh, yeah. Great. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Jake is going to be attending uh, some of the XFL showcases this summer. So congrats, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yeah, absolutely. So my first question for you is, like, what are your plans for the showcase? How do you pre- prepare for something like that? Oh, my, my plan for the showcase, I'm, a, I'm in a particular situation. So, like, I, I went to college. I got my degree in exercise science. Um, so, and I, have, I haven't played since 2020, right? But I have been training as if I was going to play tomorrow, right? So the past year and a half, two years, working out, training, strength training, Going to, going to the field with people that I've met down in Virginia, um, running routes, throwing, doing field work. So I've, I'm already prepared for it. Um, I have been prepared the past two years. Like, like I said, as if I was going to do a showcase or, or start playing tomorrow. Um, but just kind of taking you through like my week. I live four days a week, going to the field three days a week. Um, so really just taking a day off when I needed. But um that way I'm getting getting my strength training in because playing tight end, you have to be strong, right? You have to be powerful. I got a block guys are like 280, 290, right? I'm this little 255 guy, but um, so just focusing on strength, focusing on athleticism, right? Being the best version of an athlete that I can, can be and also translating that onto the field. Awesome. I mean, if you're calling 255 little, I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I can't talk. I'm not a pro. So, um, you know, speaking on the XFL, you played for the New yep. York Guardians, correct? Yep. So yep. what was the experience like playing in the uh, in the revitalized league? It was amazing. It was what I anticipated it would feel like. Um, but it's it's hard to kind of put into words what it feels like when you become a professional athlete. It's, it's really weird. Um, it's something that I worked for ever since I was nine. When I was nine years old, like playing junior football, like people would ask me, my dad's friends, my, my, my friend's parents, they would ask me, what do you want to do when you grow up? I always said, I want to be a professional football player. They would be like, what if that doesn't work out? I played basketball. I played baseball. Like that, being a professional athlete was something that I always wanted to be. Um, once I got into like high school and college, I knew, I knew that, that obviously I couldn't do that forever. Um, and I knew health and fitness and, and athletics was something that I wanted to get into. And then that's when I, when I steered my, um, my studies and academics into what I've studied um and what i've been doing since i haven't been playing but it's it's a it's a really weird feeling like it, it it's hard to explain it's hard to kind of put into words um it just it felt like all the work all the years that i played football had finally paid off um and playing in that league was it was an unbelievable feeling it was it was very organized it was run very efficiently um it felt like a professional league and um i miss it definitely for sure <laughs> <laughs> so you know speaking on the xfl you know was a great experience but what was it like to uh to get invited to the draft pool like what was that feeling like that was one of those feelings too it's hard to it's hard to put in words um it was an unbelievable feeling right i put in all this work to play in the xfl i was getting prepared to play in the xfl i did showcases did combines um it like i said earlier too it's it's kind of that 
work that you put in felt like it had paid off. Um, it felt like stuff, this, these wheels were turning, everything was going into motion. Um, everything was going according to plan and how I, how I pictured it would go. Um, and obviously getting drafted out of that draft was also kind of another one of those feelings. It was like surreal. Got the call from Coach Gilbride. Hey, we're going to draft you. It was, uh, like I said, it was just kind of a, a feeling, a feeling you don't really get to feel a whole lot, which is, which was awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of hard work. You're putting in, yep. you're grinding. It's constant, like every day, but like mm -hmm. speaking on that hard work and you know, the intensity, what's the difference between like playing and preparing for the professional and like between the professional and college level? Um, the biggest difference when you're playing in the professional level is that it is your job, right? So it's your job to be in shape. It's your job to be athletic. It's your job to be a good football player. It's, it's your job to stay in shape on, in the off season. Everything that you're doing when you become that professional athlete should be resolved, revolved around how can I keep playing football and how can I be better at what I'm doing? And that's, that's really for every sport as well. Um, and the, the big difference between the levels it people say it all the time the difference between high school and college right bigger faster stronger uh the speed of the game picks up same thing goes from college to, to the to the pros it's the speed of the game picks up immensely you got guys that are bigger faster and stronger than you and you have to focus on your technique get down to the basics and really hone into also getting to that level um the, like i said the game is much bigger, played much faster, played with a little bit more of an intensity. And especially in these developmental leagues, these professional leagues that aren't the NFL, right? You have these guys that ha you have a different sort of drive and different sort of hunger because you want to get to that level, right? So you, you want to get to the NFL level. So there's definitely a different kind of grit and feel when, you, when you're playing in these, in these professional developmental leagues, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. And, you know, you're making this real easy for me. I can just transition to the next question just seamlessly, man. So speaking Perfect. on those developmental leagues. Yep. So, you know, you had you played in the XFL in 2020, but 2019 you played in the AAF for the Atlanta Legends. Yep. So what was that like? So that league, that was awesome, right? That was like my first kind of taste for professional football. Um, I I loved it. It was very fun, right? Staying in a hotel with all these guys that I'm getting to know. And then I played professional football. Um, I definitely didn't know what, what to expect, right? The, I didn't have, I, I had these expectations um, for how the league was going to go and how I would feel. But it was, it was another one of those things where it was a surreal feeling. Um, the process to get to that league was a little bit different than the XFL. Um, I think my development between the two leagues, right? When I started playing in the AF, when I got to the XFL, um, I grew tremendously as a, as a football player. Um, so the development standpoint was definitely there. Um, I do, however, think that the XFL was a little bit more organized, a little bit more um, hands-on and run a little bit more efficiently. Um, like I always tell people this all the time, if it wasn't for, for COVID, the XFL would still be going on. It would still be thriving, right? Um, there was the whole issue with the AAF, um, I guess, running out of funds and stuff like that. And it was, that was definitely very difficult. Um, but at the time the AAF had announced that they were going to start, we were talk, we were in talks with the XFL already as well, right? The XFL already announced that they were going to start and, and get, get going. So I, I had that to look forward to. Um, 
to get into. Right. But like I said, I, I still love the league. I loved all the guys, all the coaches that I played for and played with. Um, it was a great league. I just think maybe they had rushed it a little bit too much. Um, it was, it was definitely, it was fun though. It was, it was a great time. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, speaking on, like you said that you developed a lot throughout the two leagues, it's professional ball. Um, so how specifically do you think those teams helped your development? Um, so it, right. They are developmental leagues, right? So and that's developmental pro leagues, right? It's, um, I kind of consider it like almost looking at it as like minor leagues in the NFL where we have like minor league baseball, the G league, stuff like that. Um, I definitely different aspects with that stuff. Um, but I just think playing in the AAF, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't prepared to be that professional football player that I always wanted to be that league prepared me. Uh, and I had the traits and the aspects to be a professional football player and professional tight end. But from a developmental standpoint, I don't think I was fully developed to where I am when I played in the XFL and when I am now. But really the big thing when you're when you're looking at becoming a better football player and becoming a better at your position and, and kind of making it to the top of your position is becoming a better athlete and focusing on the fundamentals and basics, right? You get to certain points in your career and you really want to focus, you want to you really want to fine tune those basic fundamentals because that is what separates you from that next person, right? That next man up or that person that's ahead of you, because that's really what matters the most, right? Because in college I was blocking kids that were the same weight as me. When I get to that pro level, I'm blocking guys that played at Bama, played at Michigan and Michigan state, right? Shout out Wolverines, Michigan, born raised. Um, like it's, like I'm blocking guys that are like 280, 290 now. I'm not going to play tight end at 280, 290. So I really have to focus on my form, my technique, my explosiveness to be able to block these guys that do have weight on them, right? So that that's definitely something that um, that occurred for me. Yeah, so, you know, it's you're talking about the step up from like playing this position of tight end specifically at the next levels. Yep. Um, what's your favorite part of playing the position? Is it like running routes, blocking somebody, getting a pancake, you know? It's just everything that everything that revolves around being a tight end, right? Especially nowadays with the game that we're playing, right? It's spread offense, hybrid tight end. It's hard to come by. You're either a receiving tight end or a blocking tight end. Um, as soon as I started playing tight end in college, I love putting my hand in the dirt. I love blocking people. I played fullback growing up too. So like blocking people isn't really something that I shy away from. Um, and really, like I said, the whole aspect of being a of being a, a hybrid or fully developed tight end, blocking, running routes, catching, breaking tackles, working to the second level to make a block, working in the middle of the of the, the trenches to to get a block, everything that revolves around being that that dominant tight end that you think of is it, like I said. So it's I guess everything. <laughs> Hey, at least you love your position. I feel like if you didn't love okay. everything about it, it wouldn't be very fun to play against guys it's, twice your size. It's definitely a tough position for sure, but I think that's what the, the funnest part about it is. So, you know, you're, you're talking about how much fun you have at the position, but I want to know what you love about the game of football as a whole. Honestly, I, I love every aspect of it. Um, the fact that it's not just you. It's you and 10 other guys. And then also those 11 other guys on the other side of the ball. Um, 
the camaraderie that you get with football is there's nothing like it, right? You got to do your job. Ten other guys got to do their job. And that's how you make a play successful. That's how you make a drive successful, right? And then same thing, you have to make sure the, the other 11 guys do their job on the other side of the ball or else all the work that you just did is for nothing, right? Um, it's, it's very rewarding, football is, but it's also very grueling and demanding. And I've always been somebody that loves the grind. I've always been somebody that loves putting in the work. Um, and so that's why I, I think I love it so much, how much effort and how much time you put into it. And then also the camaraderie for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, somebody who's played so many levels and, you know, played into the de developmental leagues, it's, I feel like you probably have a good idea of like the difference in like the change of environment through all those levels and, you know, how, how like the team like bonds and works together. Yep. So my next question is like, because of that, which level of football was your favorite to play? My level of football that was favorite to play. I mean, there's nothing like high school football. Highlights. Um, and there's nothing like it, especially from where I'm from, Oregonville, Michigan, small little town, 1,200 kids in a high school, not very big, kind of medium size. The guys that I played with in high school in football, basketball, and baseball, I grew up playing with them since I was eight and, eight and nine, right? So I spent so much time with these guys and played so, so long with these guys. A lot of these people that I've played with ever since I was young, we are still friends today. We had an amazing relationship through high school and we, we had this kind of um, bond on the field that you don't see a whole lot. But on the flip side, obviously playing in the XFL was by far so far my favorite experience, even though it was only five games. Um, and honestly, too, I love college. College football is awesome, too. I mean, I, I feel like I love every single, every single step that I've gone through. I've loved every minute of it. Um, I know it's, it's hard to kind of say which is my favorite, but I do say all the time there's nothing like high school football, especially because I think I have some sort of like regrets with high school football because I didn't play my senior year. I broke my arm. So I think I'm, I'm kind of I have that like missing piece in my heart right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you're talking about like the different levels and I think what I, uh, I really wanted to know was like, what your college football experience was like, because, you know, you had a pretty big impact on the offense. Uh, you do the same thing you do. You did the same thing you do now. You're a dual threat. You block catch passes. You had 500 yards and five touchdowns in your career. So, and you made some plays on special teams. I love a guy who can make it like make his impact on all levels of the field. So what was your college experiences like, man? College was amazing. Um, it was an adjustment at first. So my, my high school, we didn't run a traditional tight end. We ran spread offense, two slots, two receivers, one running back. Um, so I, I had actually never played fully tight end until I got to college, but we knew going into like the recruiting process for high school to college that I would be playing tight end just based on my size, based on my speed at the time. Um, but my college experience was amazing. That first year was definitely an adjustment, though, because, like I said, I'd never played tight end, and I played my, my freshman year. Like, I, I had to play my freshman year, so I, I was a true freshman. Um, it, was, it was definitely an adjustment. Um, but the, the school, the coaches, the training, the training staff, I had a very good um, support system around me to get me prepared to play 
tight end as soon as, as fast as I needed to. And I don't think I, I would have been tough to find at any other school. And then from there, my freshman year, I, I, I thrived. I, I loved Moorhead state, diehard Moorhead state for the rest of my life. Like amazing school, amazing area. Um, I had so much fun on and off the field with these guys that I played with, with the students that I met um, that were just general students, other athletes. Um, my college experience was amazing. I, I regret no, nothing from college. The only, you know, the only, the only thing I would want is get the ball a little bit more, but that was, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like you had to transition from playing almost a receiver type position in high school to playing a college tight end, like division yep. one. That's, that's a difficult transition. You probably had to gain a little weight, gain a little muscle mass, right? And, I mean, now you're a huge gym rat. I mean, like, all of your posts on Instagram are mm-hmm. you just putting up PRs, like, like <laughs> massive, like, 630 sumo squat, uh, sumo dead. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, so how do you think how, – how important do you think it is, like, getting your weight up and getting in the gym for a football player? I think strength training and training like an athlete is the most important thing you can do. Um, next to perfecting your craft and working on the basics and fundamentals of your, of your sport. Because I've always been a believer of this too, the better athlete you can be, the more you can translate onto that field, that court, that diamond, whatever, whatever, like I said, whatever sport it is. Um, So I focus not only on strength, I focus on athleticism, speed, agility. I try to do everything within my workouts in the gym that I can translate and relate to my sport. So I, I train very heavily specifically for football. Um, and it's also pretty sp- position specific too, right? I play tight end. I have to be strong and powerful, but I also have to be able to move, right? Because I may line up in the slot and run a dig or a, or a basic or a sale, right? So I have to make sure I'm strong and powerful. So I have a lot of aspects that I have to focus on when it comes to playing that position. Um, so that's why I focus on strength training very heavily because I know I have to be strong and powerful. All right. So um, now I'm going to start getting to some like deeper questions about, you know, you and your mental. So like what motivates you to like keep chasing that dream and making it to like the highest level, like what motivates you to succeed? Um, I think I have some sort of internal motivation. I have a lot, I have a lot of internal motivation. Um, I still have a very good circle of, of friends, my fiance, I have a very good support system around me as well to keep pushing me to my goals. But I think I have this internal motivation motivation and the fact that I've always wanted to play in the NFL and I do believe that I can, I just need an opportunity. Um, And I just, I love football. I'm not ready to give it up. And I'm, I'm, I work at it every single day. It's it's not something that's new to me. Um, Like I said, this is working out, I run, I run the personal training department at my gym, right? This is something that I went to school for. It's something that comes natural, naturally to me and, and something that I love. Um, so the, the off-season work isn't something that is something that I'm not accustomed to, right? It's something that I've always done, always will do. Um, I think it's really just that, that motivation to prove to myself and others that I can play in the NFL and I can play at the professional level. Um, which I have done. It's just a matter of, can, I want to continue to do it. That's something that I love doing. Absolutely. And uh, if you could, like, if there was, if you could dedicate your progression and success to like anybody, one person that's always been in your corner, one person that's always had your back, who would that be? 
Definitely my dad. I mean, honestly, both my parents, um, but my dad, I grew up as an only child. Um, and my dad has, has been that type of dad that never missed a game, never missed a practice, did the scorebook in basketball, did the, the scorebook in baseball. He's always pushed me and always brought me back when I needed to, but he's always supported me and pushed me to where I'm trying to get to. And then nowadays too, my fiance, um, Paige, she is an amazing person. She continues to push me and, and help me in this, in this journey. Um, like she, I've been gone 2019, 2020, like we, I was gone for half the year playing football and she was back at home working. Like she amazing support from her as well. Um, so definitely my parents and that, and as of late her as well, for sure. Man, those are some great answers. I couldn't have asked for something better. So now uh, I have some fun questions for you. Perfect. So uh, we're going to start off with a favorite song or artist on your pregame playlist. Oh, that's so tough. Um, that is such a tough question. So I'm a pretty big heavy metal guy. Oh, really? I should work out. Um, so at my gym, I literally have a speaker. I actually have it with me right now because I'm actually at my gym. I got this giant speaker. <laughs> um, I literally blast music through that while I'm working out and nobody cares, which is pretty cool. Um, like I said, I, I listen to a lot of different music, um, rap, rock, heavy metal, EDM and dubstep, pretty much a little bit of everything. Um, I think my favorite song right now if I were to go hit a PR or like go get pumped up for a game, there's probably two of them. Um, it's the moon by 10,000 crows. It's a Australian metal band. They actually um, commented on one of my TikToks, which was pretty cool. So if they see this, <laughs> it's a crow. Um, and shivering uh, by Elenium featuring spirit box, which spirit box is another metal band. Um, but everybody knows Elenium uh, or yeah, Elenium. Um, and the song is called shivering. It's a very, very good song. All right. Jake Sutherland, big heavy metal guy. All right. Big that's that's, that's, that's what we're staying with that. All right. Yep. Next question. Favorite post-game meal? Favorite post-game meal? Mm. Another, probably another, a few of them. Um, love Chipotle. Also shout out Chipotle. Um, wait, wait, wait. Are we talking, are we talking bowl or burrito here? burrito all the time yeah, absolutely see this is what i'm talking about I extra carbs <laughs> exactly <laughs> so burrito if you want rice fajita veggies double chicken queso um hot and corn salsa light cheese gotta stay off the fats a little bit and then lettuce that's my that's my burrito um or a fat juicy burger or <laughs> pretty pretty simple something with a lot of calories so <laughs> gotta get all those calories back after Got hitting full-grown men for for 60 minutes yeah exactly so um next question who's your favorite mm -hmm. nfl player of all time and who's your current favorite player favorite nfl player of all time um i mean do i have to say a tight end doesn't have to be <laughs> no uh, Favorite NFL player of all time, like I said, born and raised in Michigan, um, Detroit Lions fan. It's very hard to be a Lions fan, but there were some bright moments. 
Uh, I think Calvin Johnson's probably my favorite of all time. He was all right. That's fair. He, he was phenomenal. He was unstoppable. Unfortunately, his season or his career got cut a little short. Um, my favorite right now, or for, if I were to go with position, probably Travis Kelsey. I love Travis Kelsey. Um, I also love George Kittle because he is somebody that does everything. Blocks, runs, catches the ball, runs routes. Um, Big Niners but, fan, so it's nice to hear that. <laughs> if I were, you said what? You're a Chiefs fan? No, Big Niners fan, so I'm glad to hear that. I'm sorry for you. That sucks. Hey, come on now. I don't, I don't want to hear that right now. <laughs> um, but favorite right now that's active, probably Stafford. Even though he left us, I love Stafford. I've um, always been a Stafford fan. I'm a Rams fan now, kind of inadvertently. So we just want to cool. <laughs> It's always good to have a secondary team. You know, nobody's going to hurt you, right? No. <laughs> All right. So last question. What's the favorite <laughs> jersey that you've ever been able to wear during a game? I mean, my Black Guardians jersey was pretty clean. It was pretty dope. It was. Um, I definitely probably have a couple, too, though. Uh, so that jersey was by far my favorite, right? It's got some some memories behind it and, and kind of some sentimental value to it, for sure. Um, I like the color black, too, just to be honest with you. Um, my favorite jersey I've worn, though, would have to be – Probably, probably my high school jersey. Once again, really? all black. Yep, um, number four. I love that jersey, um, and and kind of same thing. It's got some sentimental value to it. Wore it my junior year. Only got to wear it on the sidelines with no shoulder pads my senior year. Um, so that's probably another thing for sure. Awesome man, great answers. And I'm a huge fan of the the uh, the blackout jerseys. You know, I love those. Uh, yeah, there's nothing it matches everything looks clean the, the gray jerseys are pretty nice with the with the guardians too so hopefully for whatever whatever team i play for hopefully we got good jerseys <laughs> i don't know i know those like those game pictures that you get like you, you look at the, the the pictures after the game like they're always mm-hmm. clean always clean yeah. one thing that's pretty cool and i don't know if it's gonna happen or not but i could see it happening because the rock owns the league right mm-hmm we're probably going to have all Under Armour. That would be sick. Under Armour. Under Armour has some clean jerseys, too. They, they do, they do. I do love my Jordan cleats, but I might have to sacrifice it if we get all Under Armour products. <laughs> yeah, you can't be switching up. You can't, you can't do one or the other, you know? Yeah, I'll get fined. <laughs> all right, so, you know, lastly, is there anything you would tell a young audience of football players that, you know, they should know for the next level? Um, keep working, keep working. Um, you are never, never be satisfied with where you're at. Um, it's always good to be, uh, I guess it's a word I'm looking for. It's always good to be proud of where you're at and proud of the work that you've, you've put in, but don't be satisfied. Don't stop. Keep going. Don't be complacent because if you get complacent, that's how you be get. That's how you get unprepared. If you think you're complacent, you are too confident in yourself. Have confidence in yourself, but don't think where you're at is where you're going to end up, because you can always improve yourself. You can always be a better football player. You can always become a better athlete. You can always get stronger. You can always get faster. Just keep putting in the work. All right. I think that's all I've got. So uh, 
you know, thank you so much for your time, man. Oh, yeah, like I said, I mean, I had a ball. Yeah, I mean, we ran a little overtime. My apologies for that, but you know, it was it was a lot of fun. It was nice meeting you. Yeah. So, um, good luck on your journey for the next couple of months. Congrats on the success, man. And thank you, thank you know, you. I'm, I'm wishing the best for the showcases. I'll be like checking in. You know, I'll probably text you a couple times, make sure see how how it's going. Sounds good, for sure, for sure. All right, so uh, thank you everybody for watching this episode of Tsunami Talk. Um, I'm Tommy Birch. This is Jake. Thank you for coming on, and uh, have a good one. Peace. Sure.